Welcome back to the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Um, well, I guess this is the edition of the Untitled Review Show. And this week we review the film Scream. Aaron, <laughs> maybe we should go... Thanks for introducing me, bastard. But yeah, <laughs> we did watch. We watched the movie uh, Scream. As you might know, we are now holders uh, of the Limitless card from Odin. A great honor bestowed upon us. Um, so... We just go to the cinema whenever the hell we want. And uh, today, the Scream movie came out, so we went down and watched it. What was your initial thoughts? Actually, Steve, did you watch any of the uh, original movies? So I do. Oh, that's what I was going to go on to. So me personally, I remember watching them as a kid, um, maybe like eight, nine years old. But I don't remember the the storyline so in the previous films i know the key scenes but i don't know the characters really and i don't remember the storyline really um all i knew was the girl was peng uh, aka really really gorgeous and uh, I, I believe the actress was um the one from friends wasn't it mm, yeah yeah that, that's good milk by the way i'm just gonna let you know that's good milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also uh, so in the original movies there were three uh, that originally came out as a trilogy and then they done a Scream 4 and then they done a Scream TV show that I think went on for about two to three seasons. Right. Um, the TV show wasn't related to the original trilogy at all and the fourth movie was kind of like a sequel to those. I think it came out in about 2011. And I think we mentioned... Actually, weirdly enough, we weren't actually planning to watch the Scream movie and review it, but I did mention it in the Matrix movies where I said how in Scream 4, they spent a vast like majority of time explaining how it was basically a sequel and poking fun of it and breaking the fourth wall. Um, it was something that they'd done in the Matrix movies as well. And I kept saying how I didn't enjoy the fact that they kept referencing that it was a sequel. Uh, so that's going to be one of my big gripes with this movie. But before we get onto that, um, I also watched the original original movies and stuff when I was a kid, and I was petrified of Ghostface. I don't know if yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's like one of those iconic villains. Maybe a lot of people won't view him that way, but you know what? I it's do, not for sure. For me, it's not even from the films. Everyone was using that mask in Halloween. Do you know what I mean trick or treat? Yeah, that that typical Poundland special. Do you know what I mean you put that mask on and the one with the blood as well? And I just remember as a kid that freaked me out so much. It wasn't even from the film. It was just from these knobheads. So, um, yeah, with their Lonsdale hoodie and, you know, no effort whatsoever. Jeans, Lonsdale hoodie, and then just the one pound screen mask, uh, ghost face mask. And exactly. they come knock on your door aggressively and be like, hey, fam, where's my, where, where's my, where's my sweets? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just one of those ones. But um, I, I was absolutely petrified of him when I was a kid. I actually mm. couldn't sleep for a long time after watching the first film. Not, mm. that the, not that the movies, actually, I just want to point this out. Not that any of these movies were particularly scary movies. Like, you know, when you watch something like Hereditary, for example, that's a scary movie, in my opinion. Uh, Midsommar, these are scary movies. But this is more like jump scares. And it does have an almost comedic element to it because in the original films, they would kind of break the, the fourth wall anyway. Like the ginger character in the first movie, he'll be like, no, don't do this, don't do that. That's yeah, typical, yeah. you know. Uh, you'll get killed. And so it was quite a self-aware movie when it first came out. Yeah, I was scared because I was a kid when I first watched it. So like in my childhood, he was the one that was, re- it was him and Freddie that I was really scared of. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, you, you know, like how the movie kind of breaks the 4-4. It, it, it's kind of true that they do know that this is like a cult classic and 
I guess they can do that. I mean, obviously, we were talking about how it growing up, you know, it was part of, let's say, our culture growing up. And so maybe it gives them some license to actually comment on it. But in my opinion, I'm just sick. If I see another film that comments on it being a ripoff or it being a, a rubbish, you know, uh, a prequel or sequel, like I'm going to lose it because like, it's, it's not even original anymore. You know, when you first see this, when I first saw it, I forgot what film I saw it in that kind of broke that fourth wall in that sense. I was like, you know what? That's original. That's a smart move. But now every film has to do it, bro. I'm sick of it. It's like to justify the fact that it's a sequel. And it's, it's, I'm sick of it, man. You know what? I feel like if you're going to, if you have to keep referencing the fact that it's a sequel and sequels are usually shit, how about you just make a remake? Like when I watched the film, I, bear, bear in mind, I don't mm. want to give away my overall opinion of the film straight away. But when I was watching the film, I just thought to myself, like, you know, this could have just been a remake because the mm. original, you know, Sidney Prescott kind of Billy Loomis storyline was what f- fucking 30 years ago now because yeah no, it came one, out in no like one the knows. 90s right do you know what I mean yeah, it was a yeah. long time ago so you, you could have just remade the whole thing you didn't need to necessarily like, no, another sequel. yeah no one's gonna ask a question like oh what happened to Billy Loomis no one cares bruv this is a new generation no one knows these characters just start from zero they know the mask obviously but just start yeah, from I mean, zero I think do that Ghostface is, is kind of an iconic character but the rest of the cast is not necessarily iconic. I mean, if you didn't grow up in the 90s mm. or the early 2000s, you're not necessarily going to have any attachment to any of the characters per se, other than, you know, you you would have obviously, as you said, like people were wearing the Halloween, they wear it as a Halloween mask. And I think in a couple games now that you can unlock him as a character. So the character Ghostface is obviously iconic in the same way that Mike Myers is, Michael Myers is a iconic character as well. Mm. But like, it's not necessarily, you don't necessarily need Sydney in the movies. You don't necessarily need Dewey or any of these other characters. You just need to have Ghostface and you can come up with a whodunit slasher story with a different, Mm. you know, maybe make it a bit more, you know, relatable to the time of today. And I think that could have also worked. Mm. But like, you know, overall... I'm not necessarily mad at this film. I didn't leave the movie like mad and say, oh, no. This is terrible, right, let me ask whatever. you a question. Mm-hmm. Did you, so just going through the main character, basically it's the uh, direct daughter of... Um, uh, By the way, guys, again, we have to always yeah. say this at the beginning of every episode. This has spoilers in it, but bear in mind, you did press on a review show about a movie that just came out. So if you haven't watched the film, Please go and watch. Do you know what I mean? Go watch the film and then listen to this. But yeah, carry on, Steve. Yeah, if you have any human decency, just yeah. So anyway, yeah. So the the main character uh, is a female protagonist. I forgot her name already. She's pretty much uh, forgettable. But um, essentially, she's the direct descendant of Ghostface. Uh, what's his name? See, you see, Loomis. Billy Loomis. Loomis. No one cares, bro. No one cares. I just know him as Ghost Ghostface. Yeah. So did you like that angle that they were kind of? Because I, to be honest, I did like it once, you know, she was kind of playing that bipolar, you know, because she, she can see her dad, imaginary dad, and she's a bit schizophrenic. I did like that aspect of the character. Um, and it didn't seem like too cheesy, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, what did you so think of that? Obviously, the storyline, I feel like they had to, the thing is, if you're making a movie where you have to carry on with like the, what they called in the movie, legacy characters. Mm you have to make the new characters have some sort of link to the original. 
Right, right. Because of the type of storyline that they were going for, like I feel like they had to make some sort of link. So in terms of, so obviously she's Sam Carpenter and there's Tara Carpenter as well, who's her little sister. Mm. So Sam Carpenter is Billy Loomis's kid. Um, but I guess Tara isn't. And the whole storyline kind of is that she leaves town when she finds out, like she started, her life goes really downhill when she finds out that she's Billy Loomis's daughter. And she like kind of gets into trouble and all of this. And she's like the problem child and she leaves. And the whole thing starts off with her sister being attacked in the house as a way to lure her back into, you know, um, mm-hmm. Westboro. Is that the name of the West, Woodsboro, Woodsboro. Woodsboro. Yeah. yeah, Woodsboro. So that's kind of the, the premise of the story, which again, I didn't mind actually. I thought it was quite good. I like the kind of angle that they were taking with it. Yeah, that, that was fine. Yeah. Split personality. Like when she was first attacked in the hospital, I thought, oh, was she imagining this in her head or did it actually mm. happen? Was it... So I thought in a way that they were going to maybe take it down that angle where she's maybe bipolar and she doesn't, maybe she's the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. I like that. But what I didn't like was the fact that every single character had some sort of link to the original bunch. Oh, that was Because I'm like, yeah. I'm like well, what's the fucking chances? Do you know what I mean? Like, Wes was the uh, son of. Deputy Judy Hicks, who was in the fourth movie. Mm. Uh, so she was like the she was acting as kind of uh, one of Dewey's, you know, police officers because he's the sheriff and she was like his deputy or something. So then Wes is her her um what do you call it? Uh, um her mother, yeah. <laughs> his mother, his mother, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, yeah, it's late, isn't it? We're recording this late. Um and then the twins were related to, you know, the guy who originally was, you know, the ginger guy who was originally like super self-aware in the original movies. And then uh, who else had a link with the original group? And then the, the weirdo creep pervert guy who was really like stalking um, the Chad's, Chad's girlfriend. He was supposedly the nephew of the original killer, not, not Billy Loomis, but his friend. Right, so they okay. all had some link to the original movies, and I just felt like that was a oh, bit too much. Bit corny, isn't it? Like it's a bit yeah. too much at that point. Because in my head, I'm thinking, like, brother, you're telling me not one of these people left this town where every 10 years someone <laughs> decides to wear the mask and kill a bunch of people. Like, surely they would have. But you know yeah. what? I'm willing to let it go. I'm willing to let certain. But then, no, nah, but then, then like the plot. they also happen to all be friends. I mean, like, it's that's weird, is, man. Come on, man. I understand why they took that route. If they're going for the whole, okay, we're going to be like super self-aware like we were in the original movie and we're going to, you know, we're going to have just put it into people's faces that, yeah, look, this is really connected to the original mm. like, characters. I kind of get why they did it. But at the same time, I'm like, how much can I suspend, you know, like reality? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit you know what I mean? I'm point. willing to part with a lot for plot, like for the story. I'm willing mm-hmm. to kind of overlook a lot of plot, plot holes, but that was a bit... Yeah, I wasn't too sure about that. I did like, as you said, I did like the main lady mm. being Billy Loomis's kid. I thought that was a good storyline. But other than that, mm, not too, not too much. Mm-mm. No, I, I guess the plot basically centers around. Obviously, there's a killer, but also they know the fact that the killer lies within the friendship group. So, as the audience, which I, I did like this part, as the audience, you were always playing this game of trying to figure out who the killer is. If that makes sense, like you had an active role in the film, at least mm. that's the way I felt, and uh, I quite liked that actually, until towards the end. So I don't know if you want to if you want to zoom through the film, but basically, so the the lady and her boyfriend goes to save her sister. Uh, they start doing um, Scooby Doo, 
and start investigating, you know, each other, talking about who's the killer, really. And, um, you know, at the start, they focused on um, the police officer's uh, son. And he did seem pretty shifty, to be honest. Like, I thought it was him at the beginning. But then when the, um, the, uh, the, the niece, was it the niece? The, one of the twins, um, yeah, yeah. she went into basically a really long monologue, which, uh, which we talked about before, where she basically explains the idea of a, not a sequel, but a pre-sequel or something along those lines. A requel, I think they called it. A recall, that was it. And uh, how we, you know, breaking the fourth, that was a breaking the fourth wall moment. Uh, it did kind of hint that she was the killer in that sense, because uh, the killer was basically obsessed with the film, essentially. And she was obsessed with the, the film um, Stab, I believe. Yeah, so, they, they gave it like a psychological profile, basically. She's done mm-hmm. like a small FBI thing where she said like, the killer will be someone obsessed with the, with the plot line. And as you said, I cycled throughout the movie i kept cycling through who i thought was the killer and i just kept turning up not to be them and i was like okay fucking oh yeah i thought it was him and he died and i thought it was her and she died and Mm. so on so that was good i i agree with that what did you think of like before we go to one of my most contentious part of the film in general with like the action of the film did you think it was because obviously it's going to be very gory which you know as i expected but did you like the way they filmed the action and the scenes I mean, I thought it was okay. They uh, they went for the they opted for the jump scare kind of yeah kind of stuff. But they, there were moments where they kind of subverted expectations. So, like for example, when Wes was sh- uh, showering and his mom was calling him and stuff, mm, and he kept one, thinking yeah. that he was going to get murdered in the shower. Obviously, she ends up getting murdered in broad daylight in front of the house, and apparently, no one notices. Which Mazzolini, Mazzolini, a, a bit of a mad thing. And she calls the cops and like, I'm thinking, brother, it's been like 20, 30 minutes. When the fuck are these cops going to get here? Like, how, how shit are these cops? You know, at some point, I thought the hmm. cops might have been the scare. It was at, at, at that point I said, maybe it's the police officers. You know, the there was the Asian police officer. Uh, that was yeah, yeah, after. maybe he was the killer, right? Mm, at that point, I thought maybe he's the killer, but um, yeah. Anyway. yeah it, was a, it was a bit mad, but anyway, he comes out. And then what I did like was he's preparing breakfast or dinner or whatever, he's setting the table, right? And each time he opens the door and he shuts the door, you're thinking the killer's going to be behind the door, right? That's like the typical jump scare. And it just wasn't happening. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe he isn't going to die. And then when he goes and locks the door, that's when the killer's behind him. So I liked kind of, you know, being self-aware isn't bad in these movies. Like Mm -hmm. that was a self-aware moment for me because they realized that, yeah, it's always, they open up a, you know, the yeah, fridge yeah. door, they they open up a drawer and when they shut it, the killer's behind them or under them or over them. So they were aware of it and they kind of played into that, which I liked, which wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it, w- it was interesting because they were just killing off characters where you weren't really expecting that character to die just yet. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I thought in like the Kingsman movie, they've done that well as well, where you kill off a character you're not expecting to die. And that that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I, I guess that's the... But in this film, it's kind of like the premise of the film is that, if that makes sense. You, you yeah. anticipate that they're going to do that. Um, so anyway, they they get on board the uh, original uh, cast. So the police officer, if you can rem- remind me of his name, Dewey. and his Dewey and his actual, um, his ex, I guess, uh, ex-wife, which they got divorced or something in the yeah, film. Yeah, Courtney Cox Arquette and David Arquette. Well, her surname's not Arquette anymore, but they were married in real life and they divorced, and that was mirrored in the in the scream 
franchise where they were married and in this one they're divorced. I appreciate that. You see me? I appreciate when they do stuff like that because it's like beyond the pale and the demand of the film. Mm. But I, I, I think I understand this. These kind of films really, they're trying to go after the the fanatics of these films. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like tongue in cheek, actually, they were t- taking the piss out of the fanatics as if they're the killers. Uh, you know, it could be the audience themselves. So I appreciate that they put this in because obviously only the fanatics will know about this. Um, uh, this dynamic but anyway so they the police officer gets on board and uh, they go to investigate um, the sister is back in hospital and uh, they realize that the killers get most likely going to go after the sister after seeing the police officers all around this scene of the crime uh, with the mum the police mum so they rush back to the hospital to save the sister uh, they squabble around they defeat the masked guy Bear in mind, it took a lot of effort, musculature. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it was a, a proper tussle. Proper. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like tug and pull, if you want to put it that way. But anyway, crazy word in there, but yeah, crazy okay. word in. But we, we keep it moving. So the scream guy is in the corner, bodied. Yeah, he's been Stabbed shot like up. three times in the chest. By the way, yeah, was he shot? I think it was, was shot. Stab- yeah, yeah. No, he he shot him with his gun. That makes no sense. Anyway, let's maybe he was wearing Kevlar. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so he was shot up here like 10 times and he's slumped in a corner. And they save the girl and they're in the elevator going down. And before they go down, the police officer goes, You know, they don't die unless you shoot them in the head. And instead of all of them like dealing with him, he just like leaves the elevator, lets the door close, and goes to like kill the scream person. Again, I didn't get that. You've got That's the killer mad. on the floor. Mm. You have a gun, there's four of you, and there's one killer on the floor already incapacitated. You walk up to them, you tell the rest to go. Why would you let them, like, it's surely safer if they're with the guy with the gun, right? Yeah. You, you walk up to the fucking guy that you just shot in the chest four times. You get bare close for whatever reason. Like, you can't just fucking headshot him from where you're standing. Because he's not moving, he's just on the floor, and you're professional, like you're yeah, a sheriff. Yeah. You know what I mean? First of all, again, I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicking, but it's just it really annoyed me because his phone rings and he just gets instantly distracted. Brother, you're about to kill a human being. You're telling me your phone <laughs> ringing is gonna. Yeah, that was that was the opening. Like, that made <laughs> no sense. So stupid. And then and then basically he he gets absolutely nanked up from the chest and from the back, and I, I kept thinking, you know, the whole thing again. They were being very. Um, self-aware where the whole thing was like oh i've been stabbed nine times you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i thought maybe he's gonna get stabbed a couple times again but he will live you know what i mean mm-hmm. which i would have preferred that not that i really care if they like the thing is with with these kinds of movies i don't really care if the main characters or the legacy cast die I, I'm, I'm not really too fussed but i just like i would like it to be done in, in a tasteful way stupid way yeah, I mean? yeah 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 because you remember when he first came up the stairs and he takes a shot yeah Ghostface literally dodges the bullet, bro. <laughs> Matrix. Bro, what is this? Like, do you know what I mean? Is it like, how does that even make sense? Yeah, it's um, actually mad. But anyway, he, so Ghostface gets shot like 10 times. Yeah, I'm that. guessing he was wearing Kevlar. N- come on, brother. Like, yeah, I don't know, I man. Don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there was blood on the, on the screen. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's, this one is a bit fugazi. I, I won't lie. So, yeah. And then he gets, he gets stabbed up and he dies. And it's like, this could have been all avoided. Like you could have just done this properly or just all escaped. 
So anyway, now super avoidable death, but it just felt like they wanted to kill off one of the legacy characters and thought, "Fuck it, we'll kill him off." Do you know, I felt like that was a very cheap way to do it. Like they they could have done this in a more interesting way. And Mm. I felt like this was just a cop out, in my opinion. But that's my opinion in it. So I I think after that, what occurs? So they save the sister, and uh, obviously Gail Weathers and Sydney Prescott both come to Woodsboro. Right, and then the the what the Sam and Tara say is, let's just get the fuck out of here. Which fair enough to them, you know what I mean? You, you're in the town where people just keep getting murdered every five to ten years. Of course, you're just gonna be like, fuck it, let's leave. So they they plan to leave, and on their way where they're leaving, they realize that Tara doesn't have her inhaler, and she has to go back to her friend Amber's house to get her inhaler. Right. That 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 point, I was like, I'm done with this film. <laughs> Because you, we all know. Why would you? You, you've got the home run. Just go home. Bro, <laughs> Why this, are we missing I mean. around? And and then what's happening there is because their friend just died. Wes died. They've decided to throw a fucking house party in his honor. Again, I'm not really getting. That is such an American thing to do, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> like, my, my God, he would have loved this. You know, R.I.P. Uh, oh my God, way. Aaron died. House yeah. party. <laughs> Bro, if I die, a man are doing a house party afterwards. I'm horning everyone, bro. bro. I'm skanking on your grave. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What the fuck? And then, um, yeah. So then they're at there at the party, and there's a whole bunch of like you know ways of subverting the audience, making us think, oh, is it actually this person? Oh, is it that person? Um, but anyway, when you're there, you see Chad, who's like, as his name would describe, he is a Chad. He yeah. you know has an argument with his girlfriend, where he says, "How do I know you're not the killer?" So wait, wait, wait stop, stop, wait, wait. At this point in the film, I was pretty sure that the killer was Chad. Because like, the killer was bodying everyone physically. Physically. This physically is manhandling. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like manhandling people. Very important point. We're going to get into mm, that. Mm, mm. So continue. I just wanted to put it out there that I thought it was Chad, the uh, you know the rugby player, whatever they call it there. Like the big old... Uh, I mean, he was literally, shot. as his name or the character of the name was, he was a Chad, right? Mm. And he, his girlfriend, he says, oh, let's go basically fuck. And I was like, yep, they're definitely going to die because whenever something happens in these movies where someone has has some sort of sex, they die. That's like a rule of horror movies for some weird reason. Um, so anyway, she says, like, let's go upstairs. And he's like, well, how do I know you're not the killer? So then mm. she gives the most over-the-top dramatic reaction where she's like yelling and screaming and acting super offended. And she just runs out of the, the, the party. Um, and obviously these are the, the nephews of the hyper self-aware character from the first movie, right? So they're kind of like, oh, well, she just ran off on her own. She's going to get killed sort of thing. But anyway, Chad decides to go after her anyway. He gets a message, you know, track my phone, which again, we need to speak about this as well, because this doesn't make a lot of sense. So he gets a message from her phone saying, track my phone. And so he follows the tracking thing into like some bushes in the middle Mm. of nowhere which again it's like you're hyper aware but you're willing to walk into some random bushes like come on man do you know what i mean that's how you 101 you don't do stupid shit like that when you wander off from the crowd on your own into the bushes but can i say at that point i thought it was his girlfriend because i was like it throws you off you know what i mean yeah i thought the girlfriend was a killer but gets in there and then obviously ghost face is there shanks him in the leg they have a bit of a tussle he tries to run away he throws his phone away so that he can't get tracked and then he, all you see is he's as he's running away Ghostface comes up from behind and just nanks him bare times mm. and then obviously uh, both Sam and Tara and her boyfriend um, Richie they come to the house 
at this point, Sydney and Gail are also tracking them. There's a lot of trackers going on in this movie. Um, yeah, he's yeah. tracking them and says, oh, crap, that's the house that, you know, the original murders happened in, which again, I'm like, oh, God, OK. So do you want to maybe take it from here? Or when they're at the so, final scene? Yeah, I, I guess at this point, um, there, there's been some hinting because um, there was a point where so what the twin that didn't die and uh, one of the, the girls, um, they go to get beers downstairs. And they're yeah, playing Amber, this Amber, Amber yeah. that's it, yeah. And they're playing this game of like, oh, who are you the killer? Or are you the killer? And they're like, you go first and stuff like that. So I like that part. Um, I don't know whether that was before or after, but I, I did enjoy that part. Um, and then the twin is, um, well, I, f- I think I'm jumping back and forth, but the twin is basically sat on a sofa seat uh, watching a film about horror movies with Ghostface in the film. And the guy is like in the film or sitting on the sofa and Ghostface is behind him. And they're like, look behind you, look behind you. And then she's like, in real life, like, haha, you should look behind you. And then obviously you can guess what happened. Ghostface appears behind her and the guy keeps shouting, you know, from the TV, look behind you, look behind you. I did like that part. I thought that was filmed very well. What did you think about the fact that they... In you know the stab movies in the Scream movie universe, I guess. Yeah. They're basically it's like Owen Wilson played Dewey, for mm. example. So they get actual, they what they've done is they've recorded the exact scene from the first movie, but with different actors. Mm. And they use that as the stab movie in that movie. Like I like that. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, so they got actors. So basically, in that universe, it's as if the events happened and as they've happened in what we've watched as the first movie is being recorded as a movie in that universe with different actors. Mm. Like it's like, you know, a movie within a movie. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I did like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And yeah, as you said, kind of, they exactly pretty much mirrored that scene where he's like, look behind you, look behind you. And the twins also saying, look behind you and ghost faces behind. Um, So again, she gets stabbed. Yada yada yada. I don't know if we should get into all of the details. Nah, nah let's just skip, skip skip to the scrumptious part. Let's Basically, skip to the scrumptious part. Long story short, what ends up happening is uh, you find out that Amber and Richie, the boyfriend of um, Sam, are the two killers all along, and they're basically fanatics of the original movies, stab movies, and they feel that stab eight, uh, which was again, I guess it's like uh, one of the sequels in that universe. Uh, was really shit and they didn't like it and they went onto message boards and started talking about it and they decided okay fuck it we're gonna make our own movie which is pretty much the premise of the screen yeah. four movie as well um and yeah they they, they made her fall in love on purpose yeah, with the boyfriend all of this shit um now we really can we describe can we describe the the screen face woman right she's like this five foot like um, barely five, five foot two foot, if five if foot that. two if that skinny as a ass, like 42 kilos woman right and she was the same woman i'm sorry i don't know if this is sexy but she was the same woman in the scene with the police officer where she gets shot like nine times she was six foot tall and she so, was body and man no, like, listen, she was listen, thrown listen. man about dewey got murdered by a six foot four man <laughs> yeah he did not get murdered by that girl there's no way there must be another killer bro there's... because she are telling me that she overpowered Wes, she oh. overpowered Dewey, and she overpowered Chad, a, a football player. She overpowered Chad. The way she threw Chad about was insane. You know I mean? I like, think, 
that was a bit much. It. I didn't understand it. It's like because they've done this with the TV show as well, where one mm. the the I think it was in the end of season one, it's revealed that it's a female character that was the killer all along. And when they ask her, Well, how did you physically do this? She says something like, Oh, don't be sexist or something like that. And I just feel like that's a cop-out, you know what I mean? Ah, it's such a cop-out. Like because if, if they had done it in a way where it was Richie that wasn't in the hospital, like if Richie um was the one who was the ghost face in the hospital scene against Dewey. Mm. And Amber was the one who got stabbed on the arm. That would have made more sense because you're thinking, physically, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie okay. would be able to take on Dewey, right? Because mm. they, you know, what I mean, they're both like physically, they look around the same height. You know, what I mean, they're same kind of build. Richie's a lot younger than Dewey. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense that he could overpower him. Yeah, but the fact that you're telling me this little girl. <laughs> Bro, the thing is, she's not even like a physically capable looking. Well, she's not even like girl, a, no- you know a normal I mean? capable girl. She's a skinny, like proper. Like if anything, girl. she looks weaker than the average person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, exactly. Again, I'm I'm not trying to be nitpicky, but it's like it just doesn't make sense. Do you that know was I mean? too much. They should have sworn Ghostface in that scene was taller than Dewey and Richie. What 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 pissed me off was the realization that she was the one that threw around Chad Chad because Chad proper rugby tackled her, bro. Weirdly enough. Mm. The Chad one's the only one I can kind of understand because she stabs him in the leg straight away before any physical stuff happens. But she, so then you're thinking maybe he's maybe he's injured, right? So he easily rugby tackles her off, but then she ends up kind of catching him from behind afterwards. So to an extent, I could maybe overlook that one, Mm. but the Dewey one just doesn't make sense. And then the Wes one, we don't really know if it was actually her or Richie who done the murder. That's true, yeah. Because neither one was with someone at the time. But then mm. again, he was in the Richie was in the in the hotel watching some stab stuff. Uh, so maybe true. it was her again. I don't know. But like the Wes and the if the Wes one, if it was her and the Dewey one doesn't make sense to me. That that let the film down. She cannot physically it. overpower them. She, it's just I'm sorry, it's not happening. They should have given you know what they should have done? They should have done like separate murder scenes where her murder scenes were all weaponry and then his murder scenes could have been the tussle ones do you know what I mean because then you can say okay yeah she cut everyone up like that makes sense yeah because you, know you know that again we don't know who done the actual murder but you know the one with um the creepy guy who got killed in the beginning yeah, yeah. like the way he got killed was you know he was looking in his car he stood up and he got stabbed in the neck like that makes sense tussle, so she yeah, could have yeah. done that one fair enough but I just, I wasn't buying the other ones, man. And th- like I said, that was a problem for me in Scream 4 as well. Because in Scream 4, again, it was Sydney's niece who done a lot of the murders. And I was, again, I was like, mm, can she mm. overpower anyone? And then it turned out it was her and the nerd that she was kind of like, uh, right, right. you know, she was kind of swinging along. <laughs> yeah. And, but then again, I was like, the nerd doesn't even look that strong either. And they're taking out like Chad-esque characters. Do you know what I mean? So it, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like it personally. I wasn't a fan. I think that reveal kind of lowered the rating of the movie for me. If they had but, a better reveal, it might have been like, it would have helped out a bit more. I agree. But I think it set the tone for the rest of the film from that point onwards. Because for me, from that point onwards, it was just like bans. Like it wasn't even a film anymore. I mean... It wasn't serious. I can't like l- it. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, okay, so they're basically all in the kitchen. Uh, they, they, everyone knows who everyone is. Um, they've got uh, the main character at gunpoint, and so they have the uh, the, the woman from the previous films um, also Sydney, at gunpoint, yeah, yeah. Sydney. Um, and basically, a tussle begins um, separately. So Sydney's fighting the the girl. The girl does pretty well again. That part was 
totally believable. It's fine. Um, in the end, long story short, they uh, basically set her on fire using the stove. And for me, that was just too much. Like <laughs> at that point, what, I was like, "No." Nah, actually, on. again, look, I'm going to give you a bit of a tidbit here. Mm. The actress that plays Amber mm. also played one of the Manson clan in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie. Right, right. From Tarantino. And if you recall at the end, one of them gets burnt, burnt alive and she gets like battered. Mm. She gets absolutely battered. Like it's the super violent scene at the end of Once Upon a Time. Right, in right, right. It's the same actress, right? right. So she got battered in that movie and set alight by Leonardo DiCaprio. And in this one, she gets absolutely battered and set alight. Um, so I don't know if it was like a, they got the same actress and they've done a similar level of right, right. The final scene as like a callback to that or like a reference that if they did, then, you know, fair play to them. That's quite a you know, I'm sick of references though, Evan. I'm <laughs> sick of this, like breaking fourth wall stuff. It's not no, even I mean, tasteful fair anymore. Enough, fair enough. Nah, nah, enough, like, man. Enough. Like it's not even a sprinkle anymore. It's just blatant. Like, oh, this is, we're just going to do it because it's a cheap, like, ha-ha. Like, I mean, I, it was kind I'm of sick fucking of it. nuts how she gets shot, set on fire, but in the end, she's still rampaging and that's, she's yeah, that shot in nuts. their head. I guess nuts. that was a reference to Dewey saying, if you don't shoot them in the head, they'll come back. Exactly. Um, um, go on, if yeah. you finish the other death, go on. So then the other death is obviously Richie, and he's like, oh, you're ruining my ending and all of this. Uh, which, again, is quite similar to Scream 4. That's kind of the vibe of the Scream 4 mm. movies as well. Uh, and then she she basically, you know, again, this is, I mean, it's quite classic of the horror movie thing. She just finds the, one of the knives lying around, stabbing like, through the she, mouth. She he's connects to her dad, though, like mentally, because he's yeah, like kind in of the weird mirror. Mufasa Lion King moment was that, bro? <laughs> she's like, she sees Billy Loomis in the mirror and she's like, I know what I have to do. Don't mess with a serial killer's daughter. I'm like, that, that was so cheese. Yeah, I was like, that wasn't as hard a bar as you think it is. <laughs> but she stabs the fuck out of him. Like, he's very gory. Yeah, proper serial killer. Stuff. I don't think I've seen that gory a scene before in Scream. Like, yeah, they, he stabs and stuff a lot. But this was like really. Yeah, it was you know, quite focused. Super yeah. violent, very focused. You see it up close sort of thing. And then she shoots him in the head afterwards as well for good measure. So I was like, that's a bit of fucking overkill. Can but... we go back to the bar though? Can you repeat the bar that she, uh, she drops on the mic? Yeah. Uh, never mess with a serial killer's door. Oh like, my right. days, what a bro. Bar. What a bar. <laughs> that, that didn't come across as hard as you thought it did, but you know. Um... Horrible, man. But this is what I mean. I, from that point onwards, uh, the point that we said how we felt it started going downhill. Um, hmm. Like it was just, it was just a joke from then on. I felt like it was just an internal joke. They just wanted to have a good time towards the end and just like finish off the film. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do know how, how I feel about it. I mean, let's finish off the film. So in the end, actually, Chad is alive and so is his twin sister, and um, everyone goes home safely, happily ever after. The end. So, Erin. Mm. Give me your summary. Like, how did you feel about this film? And like, where do you think it sits in your mind in terms um, of films? So it, let me rank it in terms of which screen movies I like most and, you know, so on. So I'm going to include the TV show in this as well. I think Screen 1 it still holds up pretty well today. I mean, I watched it like a couple months ago and I, I still quite enjoyed it. Screen 2, I thought was a good follow-up to it. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. So I'd say Screen 1, Screen 2... This film, mm. the TV series, Scream 3, Scream 4. Mm-mm. So I think this was probably like sits somewhere in the middle in terms of 
you know, from if you go from best to worst, this is like third. So, you know, there's five movies. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's that's not a bad rating, actually. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Mm. So I would, you know, uh, mirroring that, I would say maybe I'd give it a a five out of ten. I mean, maybe you can push it maybe to a six. I'd say somewhere between a five and six out of ten. Do I feel ripped off if, like, obviously we do this every week, but would I have felt ripped off if I paid for this, like specifically this? Maybe not, because I thought it was quite enjoyable to watch. Mm. Obviously, once you come out of the cinema and you kind of think of all the plot holes, obviously you can sit there and nitpick it all you want, but I thought it was relatively enjoyable. So I wouldn't have necessarily been like, oh man, I wish I didn't pay for it. I obviously wouldn't have been like, oh, this was such a great movie to watch. Like, I'm glad I paid for it. Again, somewhere in the middle, I don't feel a lot for this movie. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, it's a very, like, I'm already forgetting the plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a forgettable, it's a forgettable movie. film. It's let's an, be honest. It's an okay film. So yeah. I would rank it somewhere in terms of all of the movies and stuff that have come out of this. I'd rank it somewhere in the middle. And my rating for it would again be maybe like a five out of 10, six mm. out of 10. Uh, what about you? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, just to go through the emotional roller coaster. So I, like I said, I didn't remember the first couple of films, really, um, the originals. So uh, I, I remember it just being very scary and gory for me as a kid. So going into this, you know, the start, the they were painting it as like a serious film in a sense. You know, you didn't get the vibe that it was going to be, you know, tongue in cheek, etc. So I went in with that thought process. And as the film kind of revealed its true nature, you know, it upset me a little bit uh, midway through. But I was quick. I quickly got on board with the idea that this isn't really a horror film to take seriously, and it's more just entertainment. So, the moment I sat in that seat mentally that I'm this is just entertainment, and I'm just here to like be entertained. I enjoyed the film. I do agree with you. It was it was a good film for that. It wasn't an amazing, entertaining film, but it was entertaining. Full stop. Um, there was plot holes, which I'm sorry I can't get over. Like it's just too much. But I guess this is what they want. They want talking points, you know, to continue doing other films. So um, that's quite clever on them. If I had to rate it overall, like I said, this film sits in just like to pass the time or just to get entertained, you know, be with friends, stick that on and just do other stuff at the same time. So I can't I can't give it a six. Or Aaron. I think mm. it's a six is too much. So for me, it has to be I, I can't give it a five either. I think four is, is the exact mark for me. It's a four out of ten. Like it's not a great film. It's just below average, but I'll watch it anyway. Okay, I think we can maybe average it out to a five then because I'm feeling more towards five slash six. You're feeling more four slash five. So maybe we can rub it out into like a maybe a five average, I guess, or four point five average. Four point five. I can't give it a five. Four point yeah, yeah four point yeah, five yeah. average. I like so you know, four point five out of ten. Um Barely a passing grade, I guess, if you were talking about in terms of grades. Like I uh, said, just as entertainment, you will be entertained if you're just like grabbing popcorn, sitting with family, friends, just to watch a film, just to put a smile on your face. But other than that, do not go into this thinking that you're going to get anything more out of it. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment of the movie. Um, mm. Yeah, there's not much else to add. Uh, again, I'd suggest, I mean, if you want to watch it just to have fun, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against that per se um we've obviously seen better movies but yeah i think it's i think it's a decent film uh, steve why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand that was bloody brilliant